Welcome to Modern Family Matters, a podcast devoted to exploring family law topics that matter most to you, covering a wide range of legal, personal, and family law matters with expert analysis from skilled attorneys and professional guests. We hope that our podcast provides answers, clarity, and guidance towards a better tomorrow for you and your family. Here's your host, Steve Altitian. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Altitian, Director of Client Partnerships here at Pacific Cascade Legal. And today we have our founding attorney, Lewis Landerholm, with us to talk about why divorce cases can cost so much. How are you doing today, Lewis? Oh, I'm good today. How are you, Steve? Well, I'm doing well. When I talk to folks about divorce, they usually want to talk about why divorces can take so long or they're so expensive. We talked last month about factors that can affect how long a divorce can take. But today we're going to get into the factors that affect the cost of divorce case. So before we actually get into talking about why everything costs so much, let's start by briefly going over the different kinds of expenses that can go into a divorce case. Sure. I mean, with any divorce, the the main sort of costs are around the court itself. You know, the court fees that are associated with filing, with responding, with asking for certain motions. Um, then obviously attorney fees are, are a big part of the expense, uh, but then experts um, experts will cost a, a good amount of money depending on what type of expert, whether you need an accountant or whether you need an appraiser or if you need you know whoever it may be. Um, then additionally, depositions are a piece that um, is, is expensive and discovery during the discovery process when you're trying to um, gather documents and, and gather the evidence all of that can cost money at times. So those are the the main factors that will uh, cost money in a divorce. And imagine, you know, some of these costs are are unavoidable. I mean, like just the cost of getting started. So maybe we can talk a little bit about just the cost that can be involved in getting the case up and running. Sure. I mean, the initial part is there's a filing fee. So filing fee you know, depending on um, your state and your county, it's, you know, typically around $300, $350, somewhere in there. That's the the filing fee to just get started to, you know, to prepare documents. It can be, you know, depending on which documents and, and which uh, hearings that need to be um, asked for right out of the gate, you know, there can be, you know, a thousand, a couple thousand, uh, 500. It just depends on um, what needs to get done at the beginning. And that's part of the initial strategy session that we have with our clients to determine, do we need temporary hearings? Do we need an immediate danger? Do we need a restraining order? Do we need, you know, those are the things that will impact the amount of money up front. Uh, but there's definitely, you know, a cost associated with just getting things uh, moving at the beginning. And then, you know, serving somebody then is a small amount of money, depending on, you know, where the person is and if we have to find them. So, you know, those are the things that will impact the beginning expenses right out of the gate. Got it. And imagine then, as you move into the case and, and examine it, there are factors that can go into determining the cost of the divorce, you know, the complexity, et cetera. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest pieces that affect the the cost are how amicable the two parties are. Um, if the other side is fighting everything along the way or 
refusing to give documents that inevitably makes it more expensive because we have to, you know, ask for a deposition. Um, we have to pay for subpoenas. We have to do these things to go get documents. Whereas if the other side, you know, voluntarily gives those to us, then we can save, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, you know, the, the more complex the asset side of things is, the, the more expensive it's going to be because it's going to require, you know, potentially valuations or appraisals. Um, the more contentious a child, you know, custody cases, we may have to go pay for uh, an evaluator. Evaluators alone are 10, you know, $10,000, $12,000 by themselves to make a recommendation to the court as to who should potentially get custody or what the parenting plan should look like. So, you know, these are things that really are driven by how contentious a case is and, and the, the biggest factor in what makes a divorce, you know, so expensive is that, you know, two people who, you know, used to be, you know, in a relationship and used to be together, we have to pull that apart and divide it. And if everybody is at each other's throats, it's just going to cost a lot more than it would if, if we can, you know, reach agreement along the way. And, you know, you, you kind of talk about, you know, the individual cost, the cost of paying this person, the cost of, of the legal cost. I think people need to keep in mind also, don't they, that there is a really important legal and financial outcome as a result of all this. So there's there's you know a reason you're you're getting these people. You're, there's a reason you're you're having legal expenses because how it outcome is important. Yeah, I mean that's that's why all of these things become necessary, right? Like a big part of the advice that we give to clients is to help them understand the cost benefit of going down a certain path. You know, do we need to spend the money to go get an evaluation? Do we need to spend the money to evaluate a business or to get an appraisal on the house or are both parties close enough that we can agree on, you know, on a number? The farther apart people are, the more value there is in getting an expert involved to give some guidance because obviously then it's worth that money. You know, I mean, I think the, the experts say that after a divorce, People have to learn to live on about 40% of the income that they're used to because of the double amount of expenses and splitting everything and all of the above. And so it's important to make sure that things are done correctly and people really understand what they're asking for and what the values are so that they can feel comfortable understanding their financial position after the divorce. Looking at attorney fees a little bit, um, you know, a lot of people like to complain about attorney fees. and as you kind of talked about, they're important because you got to know the case and you got to be able to make good decisions about the case. But I, I know that one of the things that we do is have others on a legal team who can help the attorney, which can help some of the costs not be quite so high to ease some of those costs and still do a great job. Yeah. In our firm, we have a structure that's, you know, 
similar to say like a doctor's office. You know, a doctor's office, you have a doctor who's coming in and making evaluations and, and making the diagnosis. But a lot of times you're going to see a, a PA or a nurse or a nurse practitioner, you know, down to a CNA. Well, we do the same thing. We have our attorneys who go to court and do all the legal strategy and obviously talk to our clients, you know, all the time. But we also have paralegals who they bill at a lower rate so that we can push that work down to a lower billable rate so that there's more value for clients. We have legal assistants that do other work that then allows you know, our clients to receive more value out of that time as opposed to an attorney billing and an attorney rate to do everything. It's more valuable to our clients to be able to have other people involved who can do their part of the process that will inevitably keep the cost lower overall. And that's just one of the ways that we as a, a firm help to keep that cost as, as reasonable as possible. Right, right. And I know it can be frustrating as, as an attorney because, you know, it's not always in your hands and it's not even always in your client's hands because the other side has to be reasonable too. And, you know, kind of the discovery, the interrogations, that kind of stuff, you know, may or may not be involved and increase the cost if the other side just doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah, that's the most difficult part about predicting cost in a divorce is we have another attorney on the other side and another person on the other side. And more, most of the time, the two people do not like each other. That is, that, which then inevitably people dig in their heels and they fight over, you know, certain things that then cost a lot of money, you know, for both sides. You know, we can, in a divorce, I always talk to our, our clients that, you know, we have five people in the divorce, we can only control two, which is ourselves and our clients. The judge and the opposing attorney and the opposing party are outside of our control. Sometimes we're ready to go to court and we're prepared and everything's ready. And the court says, we don't have any time. We're going to bump you out two months. Those are things that are outside of anybody's control, but it then costs additional money for clients because now we have to you know, do additional discovery. Now we're having additional conversations. So those are factors that are outside of our control that absolutely impact, you know, how much a divorce inevitably will cost, you know, both parties. And so really, you know, the the key to me and the key to our, our team is to really get into mediation, be prepared to, for mediation as quickly as possible. Um, because, then we have some control over the process. We can we can start that negotiating process. We can see where the problems are, where the where the deal breakers are, so that we can help to avoid some of those long long term costs that will um, pop up as as litigation moves forward. And you mentioned mediation, which just leads to the question of how can you not have it go to trial? Because I would imagine that any case, any case. <laughs> That goes to trial is going to drive the costs up significantly. Yeah, litigation is the number one, you know, the number one factor. I mean, a day in court, you know, if you take all the firms in Oregon, a day in court, you know, could range you from, you know, two grand to 10 grand to 20 grand. I mean, it just, it gets astronomical because you've got that much time for a certain number of people every day plus the prep time, plus everything else. And so, you know, it's not that we we don't avoid litigation for the fact of not wanting to go litigate and not wanting to go to court. We help our clients 
and talk to our clients about avoiding litigation because number one, the most important thing is then you have more control over the outcome than giving it to somebody else who doesn't understand your life and your world. So that's the number one reason to avoid litigation. And then the cost the cost associated with litigation is absolutely the number two. You know, a day of mediation may cost a thousand dollars, but you're doing it in in the five, six, seven month as opposed to waiting nine, 10, 12 months to get to court and then, you know, doing the rest of the work after that. So, you know, you're, you're avoiding the additional months worth of expense, but then also the, you know, the, the large amount of money that it, that is required to get ready for litigation. Yeah. And I expect you're also saving the money who people who don't have to go to court, you know, the experts, you know, in mediation, at least, you can you can summarize them. They don't have to necessarily be there, right? Yeah, I mean, if we need an expert to go to court, they don't do it for free. So yeah. you know, then they they all cost money to go into um, you know to testify, and and it takes longer, and there's more days. It turns you know it could turn a you know a half a day one day trial into a you know a three day trial pretty easily just with schedules and with getting people um, you know set up to come in to testify. Yep. Yep. So. Are there ways a client can help reduce costs of a divorce? Yeah, I think the the main things that we talk to clients about is number one, being efficient in in how we communicate. You know, it's not that we don't want to communicate. We want to communicate with our clients, but there are ways that can be more effective from a financial standpoint. And that's, you know, putting all of your questions into, you know, onto a, a list and sending those, you know, together at the same time with an attorney. I think booking meetings is more effective than, you know, than just calling and getting somebody on the phone, you know, where then they were in the middle of doing something else and then have to shift focus. And then that just takes additional time because time is, is the only, is what we bill for. And right. so, you know, if we can book that time, then we're going to prepare for it. And that's more efficient and more effective for clients sitting down and going over something over, you know, a half an hour, an hour, you know, may seem like a a larger expense, you know, at one time, but it actually is less expensive because it's not multiple phone calls going back and forth, playing phone tag, doing those things that then just cause additional time to be spent to do them. You know, the other thing is, is that the discovery process, which we've talked about before, um, is the gathering of documents and gathering the evidence. If we can get that information and we can get those documents organized and you know up front, that will save thousands because then we're not having to organize them. We're you know we're efficiently able to go through and see what we need and be able to prepare you know the, the financial documents for mediation and for litigation. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. You know, everyone always wants to know. How much is my divorce going to cost? And that's got to be really hard because it can be from a small number to a giant number. But you sort of have to make sort of some sort of a, a guesstimate how much they're going to need. And and a lot of people sometimes think that the retain, retainer, the money you ask up front, is the cost. But that's not really correct, is it? No, I mean the retainer is the initial deposit towards fees. So. You know, it's difficult at the beginning. There's a lot of decision trees that that we face in a divorce. And so to predict all of those is impossible. So what we do at the beginning with clients is we attempt to explain based on their circumstances, this is kind of the rough estimate. You know, I mean, I've seen 
cases be 5,000. I've seen them be 200,000. Like it just depends on the complexity and how long we have to go to you know court for, how many times we're going to court, all of those things. But during the intake process, we do try to give a, you know, a, a large range. These are the issues. These are the things that are going to impact the, the cost and the divorce. This is, you know, then we help our clients understand the plan on how to avoid some of those costs. And, you know, ultimately, you know, it's, it's never perfect, um, but it's about the how we do it. And that's the piece that will help to save money as opposed to what's actually, you know, ultimately going to get done because it's more of the process that will cause more of the expense to go up than it is what's actually going on in the divorce itself. And lastly, I just kind of want to touch on, because again, you hear from, from people who've been in divorce cases, something like, well, I didn't talk to my attorney this month. I haven't talked to them for six weeks, but I got a big bill. Just because the attorney's not talking to the client doesn't mean things aren't happening behind the scene. Can you kind of explain a little bit about you know the things that happen that don't get seen? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we know um, what's going on in divorce. We've helped thousands of people. And so, you know, especially say during the discovery process. There's a lot of work going on to get those documents and get those exhibits and to get, you know, that evidence ready for a court or ready for a trial that we know needs to get done. And, you know, it doesn't require, you know, any sort of input from a client. Now we're we're projecting forward and help helping clients understand that these these sort of big chunks of time are coming, but there's a lot of work that that we have to do because this is what we do is, is to help people through this process that then, you know, needs to get done in order to be prepared and be ready for a, a mediation or a court case. So, you know, it's hard to be specific because it just depends on the case a lot, but um, inevitably there's going to be a lot of work that, um, that the legal team is doing that isn't always seen um, right up front. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Well, Louis, We've hit our we've hit our twenty minutes. We have to close, but thank you so much for helping explain in a really clear way. You know the factors that affect the cost of a divorce, and um, thank you for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, thanks, and Thank you, and thank you everyone for joining us. Anyone has any further questions, you can post it here. You can get connected with an attorney here at Pacific Cascade Legal. And as always, until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and be well. This has been Modern Family Matters, a legal podcast focusing on providing real answers and direction for individuals and families. Our podcast is sponsored by Landerholm Family Law and Pacific Cascade Family Law, serving families in Oregon and Washington. If you are in need of legal counsel or have additional questions about a family law matter important to you, please visit our websites at landerholmlaw.com or PacificCascadeFamilyLaw.com. You can also call our headquarters at 503-227-0200 to schedule a case evaluation with one of our seasoned attorneys. Modern Family Matters, advocating for your better tomorrow and offering legal solutions important to the modern family.